Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So today we have a guest on our podcast who will be talking about how to change jobs for a better cultural fit. To protect her professional identity, we'll not be calling her by name. I hope I don't slip. Uh, we're extremely grateful uh, to her for the willingness to share her expertise with us and with you. Yes. So welcome. And I'll start uh, with our first question to you, which is, how did you know that it was time to start looking for a new job? Well, hello, and thank you for having me. Uh, the short answer is that I knew I was ready to look for a job when I realized I had been feeling bad about myself. Oh. I had always managed workplace stress well because I enjoyed the work. I had felt valued by my colleagues and leadership, and I believed what I was doing is important. Um, there was a, however, there was a leadership change and it shifted the culture in ways I had never experienced before. Yeah. Uh, not only was the new leader woefully underqualified and, ex and inexperienced, but there was also a lack of respect for the expertise that existed and in many instances, dismissal of guidance that would harm the organization. Mm. The environment became increasingly tense. And for some administrators, the frustration they felt was taken out on their direct reports. Mm. Uh, early on, I was able to compartmentalize the mistreatment because I was sympathetic to the challenges. However, after uh, a few particularly difficult uh, encounters, my sympathy had started to turn to resentment. I, everyone has their breaking point and I yeah. had reached it. Um, I just want to hop in and say what you were describing is so essential that the fact that um, most cultures change because leadership changes. And that's what I hear you describing. Yes. Yeah. And how sad also that that happened and that you went through that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was interesting how fast that could happen. I, you hear yeah. about it. Um you read about it, but it, it's um, quite astonishing when you are experiencing it, just how quickly it can happen. Yeah. How quickly did it happen? Uh, you, well, when the new person came in, I think there was some excitement for what could happen. Mm -hmm. um, our previous leader, who was phenomenal, uh, left the place in a state where a really good leader could continue to take the organization uh, to great places. Yeah. Also, it was sort of a tipping point where someone who wasn't the right fit could capitalize on some of the weaknesses that were there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's exactly what happened. And so, you know, at first there was an exuberance and then there was this period of, oh, gosh, what's what's going on? And then it just became, you know, just frustration. Um, yeah. Fear. Yeah. Um, there is a perpetual feeling of being scared and nervous and, um, angry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So obviously you went on interviews, you started your job search. How did you go about asking questions uh, about a culture, uh, but how did you get the culture questions in as I guess my question, how did yeah. you, yeah. How did you do that? So, you know, I didn't actually ask questions about culture mm -hmm. and I don't know if I did it intentionally 
you know, didn't ask questions or, um, but I hadn't really planned it out. Mm -hmm. Um, rather I tried to gauge how my questions were responded to both verbally and Mm non-verbally. And I came away from the interview with a sense that folks really enjoyed working at Westchester community college, Mm -hmm. uh, felt what they did was making a difference for the students they serve. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a gut feeling when I left the second interview with the vice president and provost of the college, I felt she had confidence in her faculty and staff, mm-hmm. understood the challenges that this position would be asked to take on, um, and was genuinely interested in, in what I had to say and what I could bring bring to the college. So yeah. again, with, again, it wasn't a specific question. It was really trying to assess how folks were answering the questions. Well, what's interesting is when you're coming from a bad culture, I think there you do know how to hear differently, you know, so maybe that that was what saved you. Yes. (laughs) I'm curious, were you thinking in cultural terms? We're talking about culture, culture, culture. And of course, Kathy and I, we write about corporate culture because we understand that that's the ultimate determinant in your satisfaction at work. But I'm curious of did you have a sense of the kind of culture that you wanted to go to? Sort of. Um, you know, I knew I wanted to stay higher ed- in higher education, which I think is important context because yeah. in my experience, for the most part, if you work in higher education, you tend to believe in the mission. Yeah. So I wasn't looking for a mission-oriented place as long as I was staying in higher ed. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, what was truly important to me was to be in a place where folks believed in the college's leadership. Yes. Uh, respected each other, encouraged new ideas, uh, welcomed new people, and valued the experience they bring. So it was way more about the leadership, which again, prior to the job immediately before, I don't know how much I would have thought about that. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you've made the job change, what's the best part of the new uh, job culture? It's hard to see just how poor morale is at a place until you leave it. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize until I started working at Westchester Community College how much I missed seeing smiles on my colleagues' faces Ah. and having conversations that didn't center around feeling disrespected, overworked, overlooked, and quite honestly criticized. Um, That's not to say there aren't challenges in my new position. Of course there are. But the approach to solving them doesn't start with long faces and slumped shoulders. Folks (laughs) with genuine interest speak respectfully and thoughtfully, and they offer gratitude for facilitating solutions. Um, It's it's really just a breath of fresh air to to have that again. And you you had that at your old job before the new leadership came in, right? Yeah, yeah. For many years. Right. So I knew what it looked like. Right. Right. Um, which yes. I think is probably important because if you've not experienced it, yeah. you might not understand exactly what you're looking for. But there was something about people smiling mm. a lot that sure. I realized had changed in the in my previous workplace. Um, and that was it was such a huge moment when I thought, oh my gosh, people are just smiling. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't even that someone was telling a joke. <laughs> people were just smiling. Sorry. I'm curious. Um, did you notice that even during the interviewing process? In other words, were you able to pick up on the culture 
just in going into a new environment and talking to new people? The culture definitely felt different, but I don't know if it really hit me in terms of like the smiling, the slump shoulder, the body language you you tend to see in a workplace where people are feeling, you know, particularly downtrodden. Um, yeah. That happened more when I got here. Um, the first interview was through Zoom. And so, and there were, I don't know, eight people, something like that. And and so the tiles were small. Yeah. Um, I had been at my previous place for so long that I hadn't really done a lot of interviewing. So I was also trying to manage that and hoping my Wi-Fi didn't cut out. So I, I don't think I hit it, it. It hit me then, but I still walked away from that feeling as though folks really, you know, believed in the leadership. They, they, and that they enjoyed being here and working with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what is the best advice you have for others who are unhappy at their current jobs? Uh, So (laughs) interesting. I don't know if I would have thought about this list of what people should do until, uh, I should say, because I had worked with Kathy for so long that it wasn't enough just to say I was unhappy or to it was why, 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 why. Um, and even when you answered why, it was why again. So <laughs> for this, I think it, it it's, it's difficult to decipher when you are feeling frustrated and overwhelmed Yeah. Um, and feel you have time. Let me rephrase that. You have to determine what is making you unhappy. Um, yeah. Sometimes difficult to decipher when you are feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and feel like you don't have the time to parse out specifically what's making you unhappy. But I think you have to make categories and yeah. then assess each specific category on its own and then see how they hit each other. So for example, um, or I should say that the list that I would now come up with being on the other side yes. is um, how do you feel about the people you work with? How do you feel about the people you work for? Mm. The work itself, mm-hmm. the commute, the hours, and at the end of the day, how do you feel about yourself? Not tired or mm-hmm. maybe a little stressed, but but do you still feel confident? Do you still feel yeah. um, um, that your self-esteem hasn't been sort of ticked down a notch? Yes. What Those are good questions. I imagine it was also very difficult because you had been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Really difficult decision to say, I got to go. It was incredibly difficult yeah. in part because of the work. I really did enjoy the work, but really right. the people that I had um, developed relationships with were so important to me. We didn't necessarily socialize outside of work, but yeah. it was, um, you know, it, it in some ways felt almost like a home safe, space with folks, but seeing yeah. how uh, how much despair a lot of them felt was also really difficult to yeah. stay in the space, knowing that I couldn't help them. I couldn't, I couldn't fix anything for them. Yeah. Um, and knowing that a lot of them were going to probably follow, follow in my tracks. Yeah. I think yeah. it's so interesting how it's a process, really, what you're describing a process that you went through and how similar it is to even the stages of grief, right? A new leader comes in at first, you're like, great, let's see how we work with this person. 
then it starts to get a little funky. They start to wonder what's really going on here. Then you may try to, you know, do what it takes to make that leader happy. And that's the sort of bargaining phase. Then you may get angry. Then you may get sad. And then finally get to the place where you're ready to go out, to mm-hmm. move, to find a better experience. But it's so difficult, especially when it's, it sounds like this was your work family. Mm-hmm. So you have this history. And also some people have guilt about, you know, survivor's guilt. If they leave the the toxic culture, that they're leaving their work colleagues behind. Yeah. What was really interesting is that when I did tell folks that I, you know, I told a small number of people that I was officially looking. Um, and then there were, and then when I told folks that I was in fact leaving, leaving, how happy they were for me. It wasn't, you know, oftentimes when you like what you do and, and folks are happy when you leave, they're like, oh, but why? That why, you know, but this was very different. They were they good for you. We are so happy you're gonna find some sort of relief <laughs> out there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a very different reaction than in years prior when someone would leave that we, you know, we didn't want to see them leave. Yeah, it's interesting. So um do you do you, did you feel a grief? Did you go through a grief period of saying goodbye to your old job? I did, but it wasn't it was definitely more about the people and not just the people directly in my organization, but right. in sort of sister organizations. Right. Um and that you know, in, in total, it was a pretty large and yet in some ways tight knit community. Yes. Um, so, so leaving it felt like I was leaving a universe, not just yes. a job. Um, right. And so there was definitely some grief around that, but, you know, folks have continued to stay in touch with me and vice versa. And it, it really, some of the friendships have actually transcended and um, in, you know, sometimes sometimes higher ed is a small world. And so right. a lot of the folks that um, that I really respected, I've been able to actually do stuff with um, now in my new position. Yeah. Well, that's great. Good. So this really worked out for you. I'm, so, I'm really, I'm just so thrilled for you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your expertise. Really appreciate it. Um, that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, Tweet us at AskK2. Also follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, go to MyCrazyOffice on our website and hit the subscribe button. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at MyCrazyOffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.